Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, now live. This is the show where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. My name is Nigel, and I'm your co-host for today. My name is Tazzy. I am a content creator and today's co-host. And we have, well, we've got a bunch of guests. Uh, we always have guests on the show. Uh, for our live stream, we overload that and get even more guests. Uh, but so we don't overwhelm people, we're going we're gonna to break this down into different segments. So we're going to get started with a very special panel of guests. We have a All My Matter team here. So let me introduce our uh, co-founder, Lau. Lau, welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's great to be back. Always enjoy popping in and uh, getting involved in these discussions. Yeah, we like to um, drag Lau in every so often. Uh, Lau, you were last with us on the video game roundtable we did, episode 41, which feels like a long time ago. Was that this? It does, uh, yeah. Last year? Did you end it last year? That sounds right. Sounds right. Long time also, ago. I think last year, we have the Mayamada illustrator, Penali. Penali, welcome back. Oh, hi. Nice to be back. <laughs> cool. So I, I've got on my notes here that you were last with us on the episode 39, which is even longer ago was that last year too i don't remember honestly i, know, <laughs> I think I, I remember we I talked so. about a few movies but yeah yeah that's kind of mad i think that was um, last year yeah i think last year okay. yeah i don't think we've done one this year <laughs> all right we need to we need to well we're fixing that now but also for the audio uh podcast so yeah this is um uh, this is how we're going to kick things off we're going to be talking a a lot about stories as we do on a podcast and as we will on the live stream. So the idea for our podcast is we just talk about different stories, uh, films, anime, manga, comics, animation, video games. Uh, we have deep dives. Uh, we get very existential from time to time. That's a thing. And we give advice on creating uh, your own stories because Mayamada is a manga brand uh, and we make stories. So I'm a writer, Penelope is an illustrator. So yeah, we just try and break things down. Uh, because we're about the halfway point of the year, which is kind of scary in itself, we're going to look at the stories that we've been enjoying or not, depending on how this conversation goes, stories that we've been consuming, let's say, uh, throughout the year so far, what have been some of our favorites and what we may be looking forward uh, through the rest of the year. And we're going to be bringing on a revolving door of guests. So we're going to be keeping it my matter for now. Then we're going to be talking about TV, film, we're going to be talking comics, and we're going to be talking video games. And then we're going to end things with a video game interview with an indie developer, Graham Reed. Uh, we'll talk like general stories, but since, you know, since we're all here, it's not uh, every day we get uh, my amount of team in the same uh, room, virtual or otherwise. Let's talk about what we're working on, which is a story called Serious Through the Fog. <laughs> So if you've been following us for any length of time, uh, hopefully our marketing is doing <laughs> is doing a good job. So you'll know that we kickstarted a uh, a comic called Seriously the Fog last year. And as it, as it goes with Kickstarters, things are slightly, ever so slightly delayed. But we are now working through the artwork. I've seen the sketches. They are real. It is happening. So we're going to yeah talk a bit about uh, the story and how it's going. We've got some uh, artwork to show and then, yeah, we'll just uh, chat about stories. So how does that sound for everyone? Sounds good. Good. Cool. 
Uh, it's good because we're live, so there's no other choice. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how's everyone doing now? I'm doing pretty good. Like, I don't know. I've just been like working on the art, uh, like just full blast for the past few for several weeks. Yeah. So, because <laughs> it shifts from because it was like me doing like the intensive, like how do I get this story uh, to hang together, and then I kind of like shift the burden to Penelope, and I can just sit back uh, and watch. Um, how about yourself, Lau? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I had my vaccine, my first shot this week. Okay. Um, apart from a few episodes. It was funny because I met up with a friend the next day. I had a sore arm and I thought, okay, no big deal. And then I think it was halfway through my burrito. I realized I need to lie down. Sure <laughs> uh, so it could have been a bit of both. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, yeah, yeah. It was a good one, though, I've got to say. Um, but yeah, I, I literally crashed that night. And as soon as I got back, and I normally like, you know, stay up. Yeah, that's a crash. But um, yeah, next day I was, I was fine. So, um, so yeah, that was just a couple of days ago. So yeah, now I'm just uh, chilling, enjoying the sun. There's loads of bees where I live and whatnot in wildlife. So uh, I kind of getting in touch with nature by force. <laughs> but yeah, doing well. And Tazzy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I've been like trying to make the most of this gorgeous weather and like avoiding work <laughs> as much <laughs> as possible. <laughs> How's that working out for you? I mean, the days in the sun have been great. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, I have also been like super productive because it's meant that when it's like got to the evening time and I get home or like, then I'm like, okay, like get my head down, like focus in and like get loads of things done. And you know what I'm like with ideas. So having the fresh air and like the chill time is like my ideas are now on overdrive. So <laughs> oh, okay. you like capture those. those. Yeah. I'm, I'm also doing okay you know what i'm also glad and oh should i mention this because the last live stream we did i had an epic technology fail and but everything's working and i don't know if i should have said that out loud but it's done <laughs> so yeah because <laughs> uh, my camera is working my audio is working we've had no problems so all good uh so what should we do first should we talk about serious first or should we talk general stories Serious. I'm okay. excited to hear what you, you all have to say. <laughs> all right, cool. We're going to go into the serious uh, discussion. So we've been working on this new manga and the idea for it is, is essentially kind of with the year that was sort of 2020 and like leading into this year uh, with the pandemic is taking what was happening and turning that into a story that... Um, yeah, can focus on the sort of positive outcomes that can still happen in situations like this. So for people that don't know, the Mayamada brand and the universe is a television network. All our stories, and we do different uh, manga-style comic books, take place within this television network world and tell the story of a different show. So Sirius, actually, Lau, why don't you explain what it is because you're you are the creator uh, of Sirius which I'm now carrying on so after I tell you all the uh, changes I've done to your work why don't you just like explain <laughs> um <laughs> what the story what the story started as what it's supposed to be basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> what it's become no but uh yes yeah, Sirius follows it's an underdog story that's uh, about a rabbit and um it basically follows this uh young rabbit called Blake who lives in uh, basically a 
not so great town. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not, it's not amazing. And he has big aspirations to make it in the jungle, which is kind of like the big city uh, with all the skyscrapers and whatnot. And he goes on this journey to build a team. So he goes from town to town, meeting different like-minded individuals. Uh, and they have loads of adventures and whatnot. And he builds this massive team. Um, I won't give it away so that you can go get the first book, but that's generally the gist. And it's it's a really cool kind of underdog story. Um, so if there's ever, if you've had a dream or, I don't know, you just like watching how people go from a low point to a high point, and yeah, it's a good story to pick up. Um, yeah, and what I've done is taken that high point and introduced the low point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we call yeah, drama. So yeah that's it that's what i've done i've introduced drama uh so yeah the story because it's an entrepreneurial story um so taking that situation that the characters are in on the end of the volume one and introduce the pandemic because that's what happened in real life so i thought let's explore that within this uh, world that's been created so blake and his team his supernova team have to deal with a pandemic not completely like the one we're dealing with now but a fog based pandemic a uh, mysterious fog kind of rolls into town and yeah just messes up all their plans so i thought it'd be interesting to explore how they have to deal with that on a sort of personal as well as professional uh, level and that's what we kick-started last year and then i realized like the <laughs> Because it, it took, it's taken longer, longer than planned. Uh, and I guess that's what you get when you write a story about a pandemic during a pandemic. So I kind of should have known it. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other reason on a more positive note is <laughs> when we started the Kickstarter, we, or I, let me not spread the blame. I'll take this blame is I thought it'd be a, a nice, quick 24 page story. And then I started writing it and outlining it. Uh, and Penali uh, quickly um, <laughs> made me realize that everything you said here is not going to fit in 24 pages. So we expanded it a bit. We expanded it a bit more. Uh, and then we're now at, uh, what are we at now, Penali, that 40, 40 odd pages? I think it's going it's to come in at 45. I think I had to add one when I was sketching out the pages just before in the in the sort of the climax bit, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So now it's a uh, more comfortable, more breathable, uh, forty-two or so pages, uh, and yeah, we're going through the artwork. So it is getting there. And if you are, if you're a Kickstarter backer, um, watching this now or listening to this later, uh, you would have seen some of the early sketch pages. We're going to be putting out some of the sketches in the coming week, and we're also during this live stream, we're going to show some variant cover artwork options that we're looking at uh, at the moment. So Tazzy, what would you, what would you like to know about the, about the story? Cause you've read volume one. Yeah. I love, I love volume one. Oh God. I don't even like, I'm just excited to really see what like um, the characters do in this. Cause it was kind of left at a point where you're like, what are they going to do next? And then they're gonna. It's not even gonna sort of like continue how you'd expect it to have no. when it's left off at that point. So, don't, like, when do, in like terms of the timeline, does this happen after the like uh, after volume one? Yeah, and so you know what's interesting is so this story 
wasn't in the plan. <laughs> uh, so Lau had a, was it three part, three story or three volume arc, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, this wasn't in the plan. So what I tried to do is reflect kind of the, it's a, it's a weird balance in that because it's, it leads off from volume one. So it's okay. canon, but it also has to exist in the space between volume one and volume two. So it has to tie into what's going to come next. So it's like it does, one. yeah, except Rogue One was like, I don't know, 50 years <laughs> later when oh, we come true. back and add, yeah. <laughs> add a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it leads off after the, like Lau said, after the high of volume one. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it follows on like, as you might expect what happens after that. And then the unexpected comes in with this uh, pandemic. So kind of like 2020, things just quickly fall apart. And it's about how do we get back to that kind of high. So yeah, in a weird way that the, because I feel like the pandemic has changed a lot of, you know, personally and business wise going forward. It's like things won't be the same and the story is not going to be the same because now everything that's in it has happened. So it's now canon. So that's going to carry forward as well. So it's going to be an interesting challenge. Okay. And so have you already sort of thought about like what changes are going to happen in what, Okay, first of all, is it still going to be like, is it going to be volume one and then through the fog and then volume two, volume three? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me not project too far to volume three because you know, <laughs> might, might have a world war in, in between two and three. I have to write uh, a war. <laughs> Potential like other in between yeah. volumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and have you already thought about what changes that's like how that's going to affect at least the next volume, <laughs> or if you're just kind of like going to figure yeah. it out when you get there? Both, I guess. <laughs> okay. So it's definitely changed because, and I've I've sort of in a way modelled it on like what we've done with GamePad to give a a, a brief spoiler. Not there's no gaming in there, but what they were doing, they've now had to I guess expand to figure out how do you operate in a place where you know like in a real world where we can't meet. So they're going to have to change the business to deal with the, the environment that's now taking place. So that's definitely going to change the business going forward. Now what I'm trying to do is think about, because I know uh, there's a character, Cassie, in there, how to bring her back in the story and meet up with, metaphorically speaking, meet up with like where the characters are now and how that's going to impact. So yeah, uh, I might allow, I might have to come back and pick your brain. <laughs> Lau, how are you feeling about like the story that you sort of outlined now, obviously having to take this shift? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've, I think for pretty much all of our stories, we've, even though we've kind of kicked off individual stories ourselves, so like Nigel doing The Samurai Chef, myself doing uh, Serious, it has been a collaboration the whole way through. So like, I've always felt like, you know, it's in good hands. And having seen some of the pages, obviously I won't give anything away. It was really cool just to see, like, the team going in depth on the different characters because there was so much we weren't able to see in the first book. Like, so much happens in Volume One, and this kind of zooms in a little bit on specific characters and how they react to these situations. I really liked that, and also another thing that's really good about this particular. Um, story is just seeing more of the world as well like uh 
you come across all these different, I guess, like NPC type characters, uh, <laughs> and you get a bit more of that here. And I, I, there's a few. I, again, I won't spoil anything, but there are a few that I've seen. I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool uh, to see maybe this animal that I haven't seen before in the Mayamana universe and such and such. So there's some really cool stuff there. I'm really enjoying what I've seen so far. Um, the one thing I'd say though is just based on the way this story has started. Obviously, it's going to be 45 pages, but I could easily see this being a full <laughs> volume <laughs> if you wanted to. Like, if you had the time and the resource, I think it could easily be. But I think that's a really cool thing. And yeah, I'd love to see more spinoffs. You know, if if Nigel and the team want to do that, you know, I'm it's totally got my blessing. At this point, it's basically, it's no longer my baby. It's kind of, it's got legs now. So we have to the baby. Slow in the coop. <laughs> exactly. About, yeah. So, what has he said? That's a better analogy than what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe so not it's, as it's harsh nice. as what you're saying, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's I'm, just really nice to see it, see it kind of flourish in this way, and and see the characters, and yeah, they're definitely doing them justice. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And Penali, for you, because the other thing, kind of in a behind the scenes uh, way, is we've. Uh, welcome some interns uh, onto the team that are working on different aspects of the story. So we've got a concept art intern and a story writing in intern. Uh, so Penelope, how have you found like that new situation? I find it really helpful. I feel like some of the things that Lau was mentioning with um, uh, like seeing like species you've never seen before, like animals you've never seen before in Mayamada, I feel like some of that is like credited to the interns because like, uh, especially the art intern um, will come up with these like rough character designs for like background characters and stuff. And sometimes it'll be like animals I never even thought of because when I'm like drawing a page, I sort of think like, okay, I just need to fill in these background characters and the same animals tend to come to mind. Even when I like, I sort of go on the internet and I do like, okay, random animal generator or whatever or like look at these things and I'll be like, okay this is this species or whatever but i feel like this way it gives like a it gives you know a bit more time to those background characters so that they're a bit more fleshed out when i go and draw them in so i find that really useful and then like yeah and having the the story in turn meaning that it's, if, if there's ever any point where i'm like ah oh, this this panel needs some more dialogue i need some things to go in the background here it's like those are all there and it really helps out to flesh the world out more like makes it feel lived in and makes like all the names of like shops and whatever feel more real and like well-rounded instead of me having to come up with something on the spot <laughs> so yeah. yeah i've been i've been finding it really helpful yeah i feel that i yeah because you kind of yeah you get into that what you're used to and you do any yeah take exactly someone else outside of that to say hey have you thought yeah. that um let's go like no uh the other thing that's come up is all the like the street names and everything so now we're thinking because uh, there were some ideas for some companies within the Mayamada universe. So in the time that they're here, we're going to have to create like a Mayamada, I don't know, what would you call that? Like world building thing that they keep. Uh, yeah, like, like a like a, like a a book of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Directory. Like, right, like, a Mayamada directory. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that could be like a spin-off like project for the future like create like a yellow pages for the Mayamada world yeah pretty much yeah so they'd be like different companies and different you know, mm -hmm. streets and like what yeah what is allowed in the universe and what's not because when people mm -hmm. come like outside of the process they ask questions that you haven't necessarily thought of so then you realize oh, actually we have to like pin down what mm -hmm. the world is and what's mm -hmm. in the television network what's relevant to this show to that show so yeah I think that's going to be a, mm -hmm. uh, a good progress 
process. Yeah, like like if, like someone asking you like, oh, why aren't there fish anthers? And you're like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that actually. We've had some though, haven't we? In, we had um, one samurai chef. Yeah, I think we yeah. did have one. Yeah. yeah. So we turned someone's yeah. pet goldfish. <laughs> that's right. It was a pet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we've done one. I can't think of another. I think it was just no. one. That might be something to come back to. All right. So the other thing I wanted to do is because we've turned ourselves into characters in in the in the story not necessarily this story but in the Maya universe what i thought the last dream uh we didn't have it already i think we've got it ready so through the magic of our technology that we've got running here hopefully we'll be able to show the characters so for the longest time when we started this brand blau and i never created characters for ourselves so it's only up until 2020 so we've got Lau's character here that you can see. And what I want to do as we run through these, I really, I want to ask uh, the people here, people in the chat, whose character resembles them the most? And I already know the answer, but I want to hear what uh, everyone You know the answer. answer. Yeah, yeah, I know the answer. <laughs> the answer is clear. You'll see. There's a canon answer. <laughs> it's the only correct one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is Lau's character. Next, we've got the illustrator who did all of the characters, but how is it doing your own character, Penali? I mean, like I said last time, I think we talked about this briefly, but like uh, ever since I was a kid, I've always had like this lion like character representation of myself. So I just basically took the same thing that I've been drawing ever since I was like 11 or something and just, <laughs> just like sort of made it a bit more, um, yeah, like mature and less cartoony, really. <laughs> but more to put it in the Maya Mata style. So I guess you've got the easier job because you already had a lot of practice with this character i guess so yours was kind of straightforward then yeah we had myself which was an interesting process to think because the the thing about creating your own character is our characters are all animals so they're anthropomorphic characters and that's cool for a lot of reasons but when you're coming to create a character for yourself you then have to think what animal am i and it's quite a difficult process but i picked a giraffe just because that was the one that made the most sense uh for me um so i didn't actually too i didn't actually think too hard i heard some people i think lao you mentioned it you did like a quiz uh and things like that i didn't do any of that i was like it, this one makes sense to me so mine is a giraffe why <laughs> like how did you think a giraffe i just want to know it just, well, it had to be tall because I'm relatively tall. I'm not about to start in the NBA or anything. But um, And then what I liked about the giraffe is that uh, I read this somewhere. So the, the patterns on a giraffe are unique, like a fingerprint. I thought yeah. that's quite a cool sort of creative pattern that fits the animal. And I thought, okay, let me take that aspect of it. And uh, mm. yeah, so that kind of led me. Can I just ask Planali as well? Like, was I look at a giraffe and I think, how, like, if I was to look at a giraffe and then look at the anthropomorphic version that you've drawn, it looks so good. But I'm like, I can't imagine getting from the giraffe as a giraffe to this. Like, how was that process for you? It was a bit challenging for the giraffe because, like, they have, like, such long necks. And, like, if you made it, like, the actual proportions of the animal, it would look really <laughs> silly. And you would be like, how does this guy get on the train? How does this guy get on a bus? <laughs> so I had to, like, shorten the neck a little bit. But, like, 
Yeah, it's just a lot of finding the basic shapes of the the character. Like, uh, you look at the animal and you're like, okay, what's the basic shape of how the head looks? What's the basic shape of how the neck attaches to the head? The basic shape of the ears. And it's like you simplify it down, and then you can just sort of play with those shapes until you have something that looks visually appealing. <laughs> the last one we've got here is uh, is Tazzy's character. I think it's the most recent one that we've done. Uh, Tazzy, how did you feel about creating your own character it was such a challenge and it i it was a challenge for like the most silly reasons because it was like i need to come up with an animal so like i'd done the quiz like lao and like i'd done some searching and like i was like what animals have like these traits i done like zodiac quizzes and like none of the animals are fitting and then it just hit me i was like oh yeah i'm literally my nickname is after an animal <laughs> and it was like why did I go through all that effort to like think of an animal when there's one literally like staring me in the face? And then when I like received the the um sketches back, I was just like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you you had the best reaction because you know. And so the other thing is like, what people go through the process of thinking what animal and everything, and then I'll I'll ask people like any defining features or anything like that. And some people will say no. They really mean yes, because when you see it, then it's like, actually, I don't like myself like this or like that. Change this bit here. Um, but Taz was just like, I love it. So <laughs> I was kind of expecting like a load of changes. And he's like, no, I love it. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. It. I think for me, like a big thing of just like any character creation that's like based on me is like the hair and the socks. And then if we got those two things, it's pretty much like, it's a go. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's yeah. Nice. All right. So the question <laughs> just, I had. Just, wait, what was that? Uh, loud I, I was gonna. Know? I was just gonna ask. Sorry. What what animal actually is it? The Tasmanian say, devil. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, my question, as I uh, started this segment, is whose character most likely resembles them? What do you think? And if anyone in the chat has an opinion, let us know. Like I said, there is only one answer. No, Nigel's one answer, but mine, mine is Nigel's. I don't know why. Like yeah. when I see it, I'm like, it's just Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Penelope, what do you think? I really like how Laos came out. I think it looks really good. And like when when you look, I feel like when I look at the character's face and I look at Lao, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So I'm really happy with that one. Lao. Yeah, I would say yours. To be honest, Nigel, somehow it just. <laughs> Like, if, if you look at it, you'd think, oh, that's Nigel. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it's like a... So the, the right answer is Lau, because, like, I, you you kind of... It helps if you if you know Lau, but <laughs> the energy of that character is Lau. Like, like Penali, you have no idea how accurately you have captured the, <laughs> the energy <laughs> of Lau's character. is <laughs> is kind of uncanny, actually. <laughs> but, you know, oh, actually, speaking of characters, so... Uh, I've, I'm doing a workshop session and can we just clear this up that, so people think Blake serious is based off me. Can we just like clarify? You want that? me to set the record straight? Yeah. Set the record straight. It's not, it's not based on me. <laughs> it, it's not, it, it's not based on me either, but it was based on some of our experiences 
well, the story was based on some of our experiences very loosely. No, I mean um, the character Blake. The character, yeah, yeah. The character wasn't really based on anyone. I mean, all right, yeah. if, if you want to, if you want to really nitpick, okay, a little bit of me, but only with respect to his um, waistcoat. His waistcoat, but that was about it. The rest was kind of a okay. hodgepodge. It was just different. It's not Nigel, guys. <laughs> all right cool we got it straight from the beaver's mouth so it's clear that up um all right so those are our characters and um let's talk about some stories yeah what have people been enjoying has anyone got any like standout stories of the year so far doesn't have to be and i should clarify this as well so as we're going to be talking about stories this year doesn't necessarily have to be things that came out this year, just things you watched or read uh, or just uh, uh, consumed this year. So who wants to throw something out? Like, what have you been enjoying story-wise this year? One show that really, we could have like do, like keep going around because there's a few that okay. I want to talk about. Right. So I'm going to say one, let someone else talk and I'll come back to another <laughs> one. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise I'll just be non-stop talking. Um, so one that really stood out for me, I think it actually came out this year, and I watched this year, is The Irregulars on Netflix. And it's like a Victorian supernatural detective story. So um, it does have uh, Sherlock Holmes and... Oh, what's Sherlock Holmes' buddy? Watson. Watson. So, you know, I like in my, my head I just couldn't think of his name. So I had Sherlock Holmes and Watson in the story, but and it like takes that kind of aspect like aspects from like Sherlocky Holmes stories. Um but it's not about them. They're just they're in it. They are important characters in it, but they're not the, the main characters in it. Um it's actually like a group of a group of kids um that you know have worked their way out of the workhouses they're all workhouse kids and they uh, will do anything to avoid going back in the workhouses for for money and there's like this whole supernatural element and it's got that like episodic investigation feel to it but with like the overall arc in story um like a case of the week kind of thing yeah but like they're all like leading up to a thing <laughs> they're all connected but they're all individual cases and then yeah like all the kids are like from like i said the workhouses except one who is not who is very wealthy uh, and i won't spoil how wealthy they are <laughs> i mean it says it like the first episode but like you need to come across it yourself yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah, it's just like super interesting. It's like all these, uh, like the relationships between them. Like I say kids, they're like older teens and they're older teens in the Victorian times that are from workhouses. So they're like quite advanced in some some aspects. They're quite uh, matured beyond their age. Um, and then in others, they're like still teenagers. Okay. But yeah, super interesting. It's a really good story. Cool. I remember you did mention it on the podcast uh, a while ago. So all check that out at some point how about you penali what are you enjoying i think the first one i'd have to mention is um i wasn't watching this as it came out but i just caught up after it got put on i think it, i think it's on netflix or is it on hbo 
it might have been HBO, but um, the His Dark Materials TV series, which Ooh. is based on the books by Philip Pullman, and they did a movie like 10 years ago or something like that, and it didn't do that great, so they didn't, they stopped there after like the first book, and now they've rebooted it, and they're doing a TV series on, I think it's BBC, and uh, it's really good. <laughs> the TV series okay. is like, I, I personally, I find it the format works a lot better for the story than a movie did and it has like the acting is all really good the effects are good like i just i find i i like find myself really feeling like a lot of joy while watching this show like like it reminds me when i was reading the books when i was like 13 or whatever and i'm just like i'm just like oh there it is it's exactly how i imagined it and it's when something has that feeling i feel that that's very special and yeah but I'm not sure how to describe the story without spoiling it because there is so much that gets revealed. But it's it's like a fantasy, uh, supernatural, other worlds DLE with a lot of like sort of um, theological themes to it and like metaphysical mm. stuff and, and consciousness and all this, all these deep themes. Uh, but I really, I really enjoy it. So if anyone hasn't checked it out, I feel like it's kind of underappreciated. So if anyone I is interested in those it. things, yeah, and I've read, and yeah, I've like I feel like it doesn't have very much like promotion or anything like that because like i don't really see people talking about it i don't see ads or anything so i mean it is also a bbc show and like i know a lot of people we don't have tv licenses <laughs> oh right yeah. okay mm. but it is streaming also so you can catch it on your streaming uh streaming. it won't it will, it will in the uk it's only on bbc oh really so, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah 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 here i think we can get on hbo max which is that's nice <laughs> okay because yeah, that's um. Because I only recently read the the books and really enjoyed it, and it it does it goes. So it starts off like you say, it's like it's fantasy, mm -hmm. and then as you read it, it just goes deeper and deeper into that kind of like proper existential mm -hmm. considerations and uh, theology and and everything like that. And it's centered around uh, like very young characters as well. So it's like the, the deepest of themes for like mm -hmm. very young characters. So it's an interesting mix. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'm, completely... I'm quite impressed as well that you said that it's uh, exactly how you imagined it because I feel like that very rarely happens. It's like, really you rare. Yeah, but a lot of times you'll you're be like... watching stuff and you'll be like, that's not how I imagined that. That looks totally different. And that's how <laughs> yeah. I felt with the first movie, the movie they did like 10 years ago, whatever. That's how I felt watching it. I was like, oh, that looks weird. I don't know why that looks like that. <laughs> but with this one, I find myself so compass? often saying that it looks perfect. Like, Is that the golden comp? Compass. Yeah, that was the movie was called The Golden Compass, but the trilogy is called His Dark Materials, and the first book is called Northern Lights in the UK. Not yeah. <laughs> it's really confusing with the names, but yeah. <laughs> Alright, Lau, what have you been enjoying? Wow. So back end of last year, beginning of this year, we went through all of the Umbrella Academy. I think that was on the advice of you, Tazzy. I can't remember now. So, one of you guys recommended it. Did you love it? It was so good. <laughs> I mean, that was on that was our Christmas New Year's binge. Yeah, and we we had a great time just like watching a couple episodes a day. I think the biggest like one of the best high points for me was finishing season one, and, and we were like, oh, let's just take a sneak peek at season two, and we just watched like the beginning five minutes, and I was just like, okay, wow. <laughs> I just love that kind of thing. Where you, I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, for those that have, you, you know what I'm referring to. There's just so much that happens, <laughs> let's say it that way. And I love it when shows give you that little bit of a glimpse that yeah. stuff has happened. Um, <laughs> it does um, the thing, so, yeah. it, it throws out questions 
and it's like okay so i need to see this resolved like you can't just yeah. find it out and then like i'm not going exactly <laughs> so. and i feel like season one you're like okay i understand how like the laws of this universe work and then season two it's like i do not understand how the laws of this universe work yeah. and then you get to the end and you're kind of like okay i'm kind of getting it and then it just that finale oh, you're like man. i don't understand yeah. <laughs> it's too much it's too much it's a great show i'm looking forward to the third and um you know what that's just like the tip of the iceberg i've been sampling loads of other shows this year um even watched a little bit of anime which i haven't watched in a while so you know it's kind of a big okay. deal i was checking out oh, i think i'm gonna get the name wrong it was gundam iron blooded brothers or something orphans it looks i think it's iron blooded orphans. orphans yeah there you yeah. go iron blood orphans. <laughs> so i just started that. it i'm literally at the beginning so um but it's, it's looking really good so far I've also watched all of that. I'm going to get these names wrong. One about Jupiter on Netflix. It's like a superhero film by. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, is it um, Jupiter's Legacy? Jupiter's that... Legacy. That's the one. Yeah, I watched okay. that I like in a weekend. It. I don't know why. Yeah, I know because that's a film with. Um, oh, okay. Think, oh, it is. <laughs> Tata. So I wonder where that came. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but in any case. Um, and to be honest, that the film, that film and this show, they're not too far off in terms of like what's going on. But anyway, that that's an interesting show. If you like superhero shows, I'd give it a go. Um, I actually watched it after a lot of polarized reviews, and that normally tells me you need to watch it for yourself. When you right. see polarized reviews, mm. people were just like, "Oh, it's so rubbish," and and some people were like, "This is a really good show." I think it's got good characters. And I, I watched it for the, some some characters in particular, and others were really throwaway. So I'm hoping that um, it looks like it's going to be another season. I hope that they they do a good job with that, and of course all the Marvel shows. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll leave it. I did watch the first episode of Loki yesterday. Loved I it. it yeah. And I'll okay. I will not say much more. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I, I will. That's it's it's on the list. The, the, yeah, the list. <laughs> I think I'm gonna wait for two episodes to be out and then okay. watch because like when they do like one, it's so hard to watch one Marvel series, like one Disney Plus series, like oh, yeah. and watch just the first episode and then wait. Like yeah. two's a good starting point, but any more then I'll just binge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's there's fair. some others I could give like honorable mentions to. Uh, Sweet Tooth, I've only just started it. Looks interesting. Is that on Netflix? That's on Netflix. Yeah, I, yeah, saw, I, watched, um... I watched the whole thing a few days ago. And, Is that the uh, one of? It's the one with the little the 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 hybrid boy who's like part deer. Yeah, I really want yeah. to see this. Sure. And it's it's based Netflix off a comic, too. and uh, mm. and yeah, I I I watched it a few days ago when it came out, basically, and it's I I feel like it's a bit hit and miss. Like some of the storylines are like are stronger than others. I feel like. But like the main stuff with like the dear kid and like he meets this big man who uh, is accompanying him to on his journey, and I think the stuff between them is like really good. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's really sweet. It came up on my recommended like yes, like the other day, and I was like, "This is really good. I want to watch it." <laughs> There's also like a theme of like uh, speaking of how with through the fog we're doing like a pandemic theme. There's a similar thing in that. So. Mm. 
Yeah, it's like, do you know how we've kind of, I don't know what this says, says about society, but we've got to a point where someone recommends something and if someone goes, is it on Netflix? I've so many times. <laughs> Just the standard answer. Uh, is it I mean, it was. I only said, "Is it on Netflix?" Because I, I was like, "Oh, I think this is the one I've seen on Netflix." Okay, <laughs> I, just, I just say it automatically now. Like, is it on Netflix? <laughs> It's, it's a good on, question. If it's on Disney Plus, you'll know it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of default to, uh, to, to Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it's also the one that I like have the most access to. So it's like. Netflix is the yeah. easiest for me to watch because it's it's built into my TV, so it's just a button. Oh, right, mm-hmm. I can't get. I just press the net. I literally have a Netflix button, so yeah, yeah. I have okay. one too. <laughs> yeah, Netflix with that, uh, yeah, promotion. Like we've got yeah. So I uh, I'm going to drop a few things over the the course of the live stream, but I do want to bring up Black Lagoon again. I've spoken about this on the podcast, and it still remains like highly recommended. So um, what I like about it is this story about just a normal guy who is in he's working a japanese nine to five i just like round it up and then the first episode i think the very first like when you you're introduced to it you or he i say you uh he gets kidnapped by pirates like like pirates with a ship uh, and everything not like uh napster uh pirates but um so he gets kidnapped and then he stays with the pirates and then he works with the pirates and then it's this clash of it's a clash of ideals because you've got the like illegal side, just very these rogues, these criminals with this very straight, like literally suit, like and tie buttoned up kind of guy. And you, I love seeing how, yeah, how their worlds kind of combine and what each learns from each other. Except the last season, which just. I don't know, the the heart and soul got ripped out. <laughs> um, so it's the shell of his former self. Uh, listen to our, Shame. I can't remember what episode we spoke, spoke about that on. But yeah, I, I spoke in depth about the disappointment and just befuddlement of, of watching that last uh, season. But I still recommend it because it was, it was good while it lasted. Oh, we've got a few minutes before the end of this segment and then we're going to be talking more but i wanted to make sure that going back to serious that um i touched on it earlier like we're making the artwork and as part of the the release we're going to have some variant cover artwork so we've got an artist by the name of inko a japanese artist uh living in i was going to say london but i think she's actually in brighton but uh so she's working on some variant cover art so I just wanted to share what she's done so far, see what people uh, here think, see what people in the chat think. Uh, we're going to be making a decision on which one to go with, and that's going to be included in the special edition of Serious Through the Fog. So uh, we should be able to get that up on uh, the stream now. She's given us three options, and they are, well, yeah, there's a mix. So what I did is I reached out, uh, I told her about the story. Uh, she's read volume one. And I said, I'd like the artwork to feature a particular character. So the cover for the like the regular edition features all the characters from Sirius uh, very close up because that's a thing uh, that we do with that story. But um, for the variant cover, I wanted to pick out a particular um, a particular character. So she really liked Jin, uh, actually. Well, she liked Jin and Rose. So she got, we've got variations there. But yeah, she really liked uh, Jin. So, Lau, do you want to tell us a bit about the Jin character before we see, or as we see it come up on, on screen? 
Yeah, so Jin is uh, kind of this mysterious mental character. He appears at the beginning of the first volume of Sirius and almost immediately takes a liking to Blake, sort of takes him under his wing and provides a lot of direction. He's he's basically that character who is the sage, you know, kind of the uh, Obi-Wan to Luke Skywalker type character. And, uh, you know, he pops up when, he, when the time like kind of calls for it that whole thing you know when the student's ready the teacher will appear that kind of thing so um we don't know too much about his past but uh i guess that's kind of the whole mystery to him and you see that in the way he looks and I'm, you can see the like the images on the screen right now i'm seeing this for the first time and i quite like this this is really during the essence of Jin, the first two so yeah it's uh that's Jin. And do you have a, is there any particular favorite stand up, stand out? And feel free, like people in the chat as well. Uh, thank you to everyone who's joining us. If you've got a favorite, let us know. Um, your suggestions will all be taken into consideration. Uh, and then some people will be disappointed as we pick one. So I really like both of them. Maybe the, the one in the middle more. Um, if we're talking about Jin in particular, I mean, the third one with Rose, it's kind of cool. I think I like the middle one the most. I like the middle one the most. It's reminding me of Nally, right? Yeah. yeah, I like the middle one because, like, I I just like how it has you know Jin as this figure in front of the city, so you also have the city behind him, and it sort of implies that he has some sort of like connection with like the city, like knowledge or something like that. And he looks, and he also looks pretty mysterious like that, like partly turned away, like. I don't know. I just really like it. And I like the framing of the, the sort of negative space of the background with the, the darkness of his clothes. I just, I feel like it looks really cool like that. What about you, Tazzy? I'm kind of like the third one or the first one stand out to me the most. Okay. Why the third, the third one? So with Rose? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's in, yeah, it's really this is where, my, where I was drawn to. Yeah. Like... It is. They are like all great, and I think, I think the first one drew me in first, but then the third one is kind of a bit like because of this. Like again, it's got like the city in, and for like, I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't even know why <laughs> I like them. <laughs> yeah, when you have just to like, like verbalize it, it's it's kind of difficult. So. Um, I see Peace Control Lokim says the first or second in the chat. Uh, the first one as yeah. a big poster. I think mm -hmm. that would be really cool. Yeah, that would make a really cool poster on a wall. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. All right, some things to think about there. So, yeah, that's going to, one of those covers is going to be done and put in the special edition. And there may be a poster in future as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's the end of part one. So, like I said, we're going to be talking stories throughout uh, the next, uh, I guess we've got a couple hours left of the stream. And let us know what you think. What have been your favorite stories of the year so far? If you're listening to this later on the podcast, there will be a new episode for each live stream segment. So, yeah, just make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well and check your podcast feed uh, for that. Mm -hmm.